Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, all my patron peeps, what up? Uh, yo, 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 yo. I uh, love you, patron peeps. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, hey, you bull night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep with you with a bedtime story. All you need to do, you, all, you, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, physical sensations, uh, stuff on your, you know, stuff on your mind, making stuffing, too much uh, stuffing. You know, if you're stuffing stuff, like you, you, you've been stuffing stuff all day. Whatever it is that's keeping you, oh boy, that was loud. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind out of that. What I'm going to do is try to create a safe place uh, uh, that that's stuffed, but not overstuffed, uh, puffed for sure. Uh, speaking of puff, maybe we could talk about puff plus in a minute. Because when I, I was thinking about tissues, when I started talking about stuffing stuff. It could like I don't know if you like it like because we, we put a garbage can full of tissues. It kind of looks like uh, if they weren't tissue used tissues, you'd say that looks kind of comfortable. But the price it anyway. Uh, so if you're new, I'm gonna try to keep you company. Uh, take your mind off stuff while you fall asleep. A couple things about the show structure: we start off with like a, like around six minutes of business. Uh, that's to keep the show free. Uh, thanks for your patience. Then we have an intro, which we've uh, just begun. Usually they're around 12 minutes or so. And uh, like uh, like where I'll ramble on and uh, take some turns and stuff like that. And uh, twists and like uh, confusing, to, like where I'll be confused by the twists and turns. You'll say, well, it doesn't, what am I confused about? Oh, the intro. So it's a 12 minute intro. Some people skip it. The timestamps are in the show notes if you want to get right to the story. But a lot of people use it either to wind down or to fall asleep to. Or you say, well, it's a, every intro is a little bit familiar, but a little bit different. Uh, we know Scoots is going to try try to explain the podcast. And he's going to come close to capturing the essence of it. But mostly he'll get distracted by stuff like tissues. And uh, so that's the intro. Then we'll have a story for about 45 minutes and about five minutes of thank yous at the end. Uh, so it's a structure and I'll be here the whole time. So that's the other thing. You don't have, you have to worry about falling asleep. I'm going to be here to keep you company. You drift off when you need to or when you want to or when I, if I put you at ease uh, or if you just woke up, I'm here to help. Uh, or, you know, if you can't sleep, I'll be here the whole time giving it my all to keep you company, to be your boyfriend. That's when I say I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm sending it right to you. Because I've been there lying in the deep, dark night waiting uh, to be on the receiving end to say, hey, yeah, well, uh, it's all right. Uh, I've been there too. I know I know what it feels like. Uh, and this is how I'd like to help. Uh, by, t- by, t- by going from some series to talking about tissues eventually. But yeah, I'm here to keep you company. No pressure to fall asleep. Also, no pressure to listen. Uh, like, I'm your boyfriend. Uh, and our friendship is so good that I can talk and you can kind of just say, hmm, okay. 
like uh, wonder what he's going to talk about, uh, about these tissues. Why don't you get to that, Scoots? Okay, I'm going to talk about the modern age of tissues. Uh, and at some point in the last uh, 20 years, they figured out a way to put lotion into tissues uh, or onto it. And I don't know anything about the technology. Maybe that's, uh, has 99% Invisible done anything about tissues? I got to look into that. Uh, uh, like every time, uh, then it, like I think is something like, uh, I say, oh, there's great, like, Dead Letter Office, great episode of 99. Like, you say, oh, there's a great 99% Invisible episode about that. Uh, so, uh, okay, so so that's something I was thinking of. Uh, Who's tissues? I don't know. I got right off the topic. Okay. So I was thinking about tissues in a trash can. And let's just put aside, let's just pretend for some reason we're a billionaire and we're cr- crumbling up tissues. Especially the like, so I'm a person, and I've talked about this on a podcast. My nose started running in first grade, and it didn't stop until I think, uh, uh, like it, it doesn't run all the time now. But it literally, when I was in grammar school and even in high school, my nose was running most of the time. And if only, only I knew I should just start being born. I think my nose stopped running when I started the podcast, uh, but so my nose was running a lot. And back then in the 80s, tissues were like sandpaper, especially like if you had tissues at school, like you or usually I just used a TP uh, from my house. And we had six kids, so it's not like we had freaking quilted northern or whatever the heck these billionaires are using. Uh, like, uh, but it's just so, but I would go through a lot of tissues because my nose was always running. So my nose would always be kind of chapped and red. And I don't know if anybody else has this thing called self gets a little self get a little self conscious. Uh, but nowadays uh, they 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 put this lotion in, in and uh, and again I think there are and I'm not even being facetious I think there's a couple tissue barons and that's it like but you know the store brands have them I don't know who makes those tissues for the store brands. But even nowadays, the store brand usually has uh, lotion. I don't know if Trader Joe's does. I don't buy my, like, I prefer a a tissue with lotion. And I have bought tissues at Trader Joe's. But then I said, well, these don't have lotion. So I'll just use these for, like, uh, general sneezing or for politeness. You know, you have tissue. You say, hey, you need a tissue. I got some tissues in the car here. or I got a tissue uh, right here. Has anyone invented, like, did Batman have tissues on a utility belt? Uh, I mean, I know they have those little pocket packs of tissues. Those I could never manage to get out without just ripping the whole bag open. Uh, but one of those square boxes, it, you know, it'd be hard, but, you know, some sort of easy way to distribute tissues from a utility belt, like, or a belt clip. Our, our tissue box comes with a belt clip. Uh, uh, any any tissue barons? What do you think about adding belt clips uh, to your tissue boxes? Because holy cow, that would be great. Uh, what the world needs now is more tissues. Uh, how about that for a marketing campaign? I mean, we're, we're all crying, believe me. Uh, but the offer of a tissue, say, hey, here's a tissue. Dry your ears, wipe your nose. This one has uh, lotion in it. And some have aloe or the vitamin E. I don't know what those do, uh, but I mean, you do get it like when your nose gets red, you say this stinks and, and the tissues, I don't know if it's a marketing thing. Maybe I'm just a, maybe I'm a, just a fool. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if I was getting paid, you could call me a tissue shill and there are hankies now 
Like, I, like, so I respect everybody says, well, just use a handkerchief or a hanky. And like I say, okay, well, like this is, let's, we're talking tissues right now. Cause I was picturing a bunch of puffy tissues and, uh, you know, imagining a world. Like if I worked for Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck and Scrooge was out of town, I'd say, well, let me get some of those lotion tissues, fill a pillow up with tissues. How come they, there's a the thing you got uh, people that have a down allergy uh, what about tissue pillows, uh, hotels? Uh, think about that. Uh, but I think, I guess I, I, I don't know. I'm just really, uh, I guess like I'm a late adopter. It did take me a while to say, well, you might, how much for those tissues? No, I don't care. Puff plus, uh, no, it's not a plus to me. But eventually I think the pro once this, once the patent ran out or whatever, when you could get the generic version, the, I feel like the price, or maybe all tissues, most tissues have uh lotion or some sort of thing. It is a bit mysterious because you say, well, this tissue's paper, how's it get, how to get lotiony all over? And I'm sure the science, I don't want to know the science behind it because they'd say, well, that's polystyrene PCB47G. Uh, not pr- proven not to be generally not to be totally harmful, but generally, but generally assumed. Uh, it's a great. It well it does have a half life. Uh, it oh also shouldn't be exposed to air. Uh, but it does allow us to get the whole tissue uh, covered in a lotion. Uh, polystyrene XBQ forty seven seventy four ZQ. And that was in, you know, whatever freaking b- b- allocation bill 47 BCCC 51. But it is nice. I mean, when you have a cold, you're not feeling so hot. And uh, I didn't really discover the power of Benadryl until an, as an adult. Uh, uh, and I, I don't know when the last time I heard NPR during the flu season was, but that's what I heard like a couple of years ago on NPR. They said... Uh, this one doctor said, and maybe it was not a flu, so again, don't take any medical advice from me. But if I could give my own interpretation, they said, you know, take a hot bath, drink a lot of liquids, take some Benadryl, and uh, get some puffy, t- you know, get get some uh, tissues uh, that have some lotion, and, and take it easy. And I think that's great advice. This podcast is a bit like that, just take it easy. And I guess I try to be the lotion uh, like a holistic lotion, uh, to, if you've been rubbed raw by bedtime, I'd like to make it feel more, I'd like to make it plus, I'd like to plus your bedtime just a tiny bit. You know, I'll give you a little vitamin B for bore and help you fall off to dreamland. Uh, hopefully. Now, if you're new, if you're skeptical, bravo, why wouldn't you be? It's totally, uh, this podcast is not within the normal range of, uh, even abnormal C. So I appreciate you trying it. Give it a few tries. That's what most of the listeners say. It took a few tries till I said, well, this doesn't make any sense. I finally realized that. Uh, but I hope I can help you get, get, get uh, distracted enough. Uh, you say, man, let's put you like, uh, go ahead, rub your, if you have, if you have a tissue at the ready, go ahead and feel it feel it in your fingertips. Uh, rub it on your inner arm or something. Maybe give your back a little rub, uh, like with one of those tissues, and uh, uh, you know maybe I could count. Maybe I could be tissue complimentary because uh, I really hope and I really yearn. I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks for coming by.
All right, hey everybody, we're going to be talking about uh, Tale of the Tape tonight, another holiday Tale of the Tape in our holiday movie Tale of the Tape series. Uh, and I don't know if this is a movie, like, well, I guess I don't know, because I barely pay attention most of the time. You know, I'm too caught up, uh, I'm locked into my own world, and I have the blinders on and I'm locked in my own world. Uh, but this was a movie I actually have seen in the movie theater, probably like, uh, at least once, maybe, maybe twice or three times in like, a, like, uh, where it comes back out again, but it's a movie. I really don't remember too much about it. Uh, other than it stars one of my favorite actors and it probably has, it has a, like, uh, like one of my favorite comedic actresses, uh, who have talked about on the show before. And other than that, I probably forget, forgot everything else. Uh, somebody, uh, multi-genre talent, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the other, other people in the movie. And it's, uh, it's a movie starring uh, Bill Murray called Scrooged. And it took place in the eighties. Uh, once upon a time. Okay. Now I'm remembering why I couldn't remember one of the characters. And it's, of course, a retelling of uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And it was always, like, I think there was a couple of creative moments. I think, I don't know what, uh, when it came, it came out in the 80s, maybe the 90s. Maybe it came out in 90, 91, but I'm not sure about that. And it may have come out the same year as National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but I'm, you know, I'm not positive about that either. But that would be a banner year for holiday films. And I don't know, I guess there's like the uh, last couple of years, there's been, uh, some comedies, uh, holiday comedies. So I guess deck the halls, you know, like, uh, that's pretty good news. But Scrooge is a tale of, uh, Bill Murray. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember where, like, I had, like, I, there's one scene that I never forget. And then there's everything else I'm going to try to remember. And we say, Scoots, how is this the only scene you remember? And you say, well, this is the kind of humor I liked. Uh, but so uh, at some point we meet Bill Murray, who's going to be our main character, our Ebenezer Scrooge. And I'm not sure of his name yet. Maybe I'll remember it, but probably not. And this might be a movie to, go, to check out and see how it has uh, aged, uh, if it's aged like a fine wine or not. I, I want to say Bill Pullman. Not, not Ron Perlman, though, you know, Buster Poindexter and Ron Perlman, like, uh, maybe like, uh, there's like, uh, they, I don't know. They kind of remind me of each other a little bit. And so, okay. So what happens in this movie? Okay. So it starts out, we meet Bill Murray, who's going to be Ebenezer Scrooge. And I think the cover, let's see, the co- the cover art, the poster art was said Scrooged. I want to say someone's smoking a cigar and it's like being lit by, uh, I don't know. I can't, like I'm picturing someone smoking s- something and Bill Murray and then another head that shows like one of the, go- like, uh, the, uh, the f- 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 friends of the, uh, n- like, uh, the holiday friends of holiday, uh, I don't know what we call them, the GHO, you know, the bus, the, the, the uh, wolf, well, I'll figure it out. And I guess I'm not surprised, like, because this has been told, the tale as old as time. Let's run through some other Scrooge movies while my brain hopefully remembers some stuff. Uh, 
Like, so we had, uh, who was the person that played Patton? That's my brother, brother's favorite, Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, and I don't know who that is. Then you had the motion capture Jim Carrey one. I haven't seen that one, but I'm sure it's great. Uh, we have, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol that stars Mickey Mouse. I think, uh, I'm not sure who's Scrooge in that. Is, uh, is Scrooge McDuck Ebenezer Scrooge or is that two on the nose? Is it, uh, Donald, uh, I don't know. Donald doesn't speak in sentences. So I guess it was like Mickey working for Ebenezer. Was that Scrooge McDuck's uh, first appearance? Scrooge McDuck is played by Ebenezer Scrooge. So we had that one. There's probably, I don't know, like, uh, have you checked out, Be- does Betamaximus still exist? Or uh, I'm sure on YouTube, and I, sh- I share this every holiday season. Before I started the podcast, I think someone came out with this, like, web app or this website called Betamaximus, which was kind of like a fun way to consume YouTube videos from the 80s of uh, holiday specials and commercials. I guess now that'd be something to look for on my YouTube and uh, Instagram or something, but because uh, um, it's basically like I think like the most of the things are like that I look at on Instagram are like uh, I don't know, not important. But so who else do we have? We have who's that? C. Robert Riley? No, he played Patton, and he's got it like uh, he's a very powerful. Uh, uh, I think there's got to be a couple more. Patrick Stewart. Did Patrick Stewart play? I can't see Patrick Stewart as Ebenezer Scrooge, but I also can't not see it. Uh, I want to say that's probably like a 90% chance. Uh, I mean, I don't see him as Bob Cratchit. Uh, I would love, I guess that's what I'll be watching this holiday season, either in my brain or as, uh, or maybe Patrick, I don't think Patrick Stewart was in, uh, that would be a good character. That's another good guess is looking into the Scrooge movie. But I think it's a guy from Paper Chase, uh, uh, maybe. Uh, E.F. Hutton. That, that's, okay, so, okay, where was I? Oh, other movies about, uh, what's it called? Christmas Carol. Well, I remember the, yeah. I don't know, did the uh, did Bugs Bunny, I'm sure Bugs Bunny did a version with Daffy. Daffy Duck would be a perfect Scrooge. Uh, so that's one. Yeah, I'm probably sure that, I'm pretty sure that some other, uh, like that probably on a sitcom, that would be perfect. Because it's a very, like, it's almost an archetypal story. And I wonder if there was any, like, if it stems from any, like, if, uh, screw, uh, not Scrooge, Charles Dickens was inspired by any of, uh, anything before that. And if you make it to the Dickens Fair here in the Bay Area, I don't know if I'll make it this year, and this is getting recorded ahead of time, but, uh, they do, like, a streetmosphere performance in different locations of A Christmas Carol. I don't know if it was last year or the year before I was with my daughter and we followed Scrooge after he had awoken and he was going and he was kind of making amends and thanking people and greeting people. He was going into shops and uh, I think Bob Cratchit saw us and then Ebenezer came up and talked to us. Uh, we said, yeah, we're just following you around. You're so full of Christmas cheer. We can't help it. It's infectious. And he shook my hand and uh, said hello to my daughter. It was very invigorating. So it's another performance. There's probably a lot of plays. I know here in the Bay Area, the uh, 
the ACT Theater puts on a performance of A Christmas Carol. And let's see, what else? Uh, what other things am I trying to remember? Uh, I don't know, my mind went blank. There's probably other reimaginings of it, too. But like right when the pressure comes out, my brain says, hmm, I'm suddenly forgetful, usually verbose, uh, but I'm going to be short on the details, Scoots. Uh, but this one goes, and I guess this was like the 90s, so this is like cable television, and it was a ripe for parody or satire. I don't know which one this was. Uh, but so Bill Murray was a big TV executive at a, like a cable network, I'm presuming. And the first scene I remember, uh, like, that just strikes me is this scene that, I, like, was my favorite in the movie, which was, like, Bill very excited uh, about showing the, the like, uh, spring or the, like, 20, the next year's uh, TV slate or the the holiday TV slate uh, uh, to the other executives at the uh, network or the advertisers or somebody. And they run this trailer of like, uh, uh, I think actually maybe it's a trailer for Scrooge. Uh, and it just like, uh, shows like, uh, it's very gritty and it kind of shows like, geez, like, uh, people are down, uh, people like it makes it into this epic, uh, yeah, but it shows like, like our current times, which like when they made this, it was, uh, it was very much like it is now the, the, uh, zeitgeist, uh, the feeling, uh, so it kind of talks about people on edge is something, 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 uh, Scrooge, uh, and they also, I think they ran some trailers for some other shows that were really wild too. Like, at least that's my memory. Like I was like, holy cow, that, that sound, but maybe that was during the movie. Uh, but you could say it was a very dark vision and everyone, of course, uh, Bill Murray is like very happy or maybe he like, uh, and no one else is. And Bill Murray has this like extremely, uh, proficient, uh, proficient, is that the right word? He is it like a assistant that he works with and she's like literally holding his whole life together and she cares for him deeply. And he takes her completely for granted. Uh, but I don't know. Is she the Bob Cratchit? Um, she, I don't think she is. I didn't think about that. Who's the Cratchit? Maybe we get multi Cratchits in this movie. Cause I think his assistant, she's kind of like, uh, working with him, trying to get time off. I think she has a husband and a son at home. And, uh, you know, she's working very hard to, to, to give them the best life she can. And, uh, so she's kind of stuck with Bill Murray, but she still cares for him. And so, so anyway, they do this screening of the trailer for Scrooged and then everybody's like, what the heck, dude? Like that looks, uh, like I thought it was going to be like, maybe it's the owner of the network, like, uh, uh Ted Turner or somebody, I don't know, like a, like that type character. Like, what are you doing with my network? And then they kind of show that it's going to be like simulcast, like around the world. It's this huge production, you know, live. I don't even know, like famous, like famous Olympians are in it and famous people who's, who all, I forgot everyone. And like, I think probably Scrooge is probably played by was someone with some serious, uh, gravitas, uh, 
but I don't know who. Like, uh, I think the, the dude from the paper chase, whose name I forget, uh, maybe that's who, who who's narrating it. I don't know. You know, I think they have, you know, like the, the like the, the rockets and some famous choruses, you know, choruses from Vienna chorus, the, uh, like a guy, Harlem gospel choir. Like, I don't even know. Like they just have like all these musical groups. Uh, and so it's a really hyped up thing. And they're like, Jesus reproduction's got to go perfect. And it, and then it slowly builds to like, uh, well, geez, uh, Eb, what's his name? Ebenezer. So it's definitely not that. And it's not like, not Nezer, Nazar, Ebby, Ed. I don't think it's Ed. And not a lot of main characters in movies named Ed that I can think of. You know, Mr. Ed had his, had his own show. But, uh, but so whatever. They're like, dude, you're, you're like, you're putting all this money into it, like a high budget, high production value, high concept, uh, uh, don't mess it up. Uh, and, and he's like trying to make this must see TV before this was before there was must see TV and that was comedy. And so also you see that he is very, uh, like Bill Murray's character is very, uh, uh selfish and self-centered and not like he doesn't care. He says, this is my vision. Get it done. I don't care about anybody's feelings or, the potential consequences. I'm the one, I'm the visionary. And, uh, that's basically it. Now I'm getting a rip torn signal right into my brain. Rip torn, R I P T O R N, a famous actor, well-known beloved actor. And right now I'm seeing rip torn in, uh, in some sort of golf outfit. Uh, so, and again, I'm not positive about this, but I'm pretty sure. So who's that? Jacob Marley. So at some point in the story, you know, Ebenezer makes everybody work late, is grouchy. Uh, this is still like the 23rd or something, like December 23rd. Uh, and then he gets a warning from Jacob Marley. And so in this case, it's Rip Torn, I think, is a golfer who's moved on to the big golf course in the sky. You know, I don't know why I picture I just picture him in like a golf sweater with a diamond pattern, pink pants, uh, maybe on a golf cart, uh, maybe golf balls like falling out of his pockets and stuff and probably a golf cap, but this could be from another movie like Beetlejuice or something, but I just saw that. So it might not be, but, uh, yeah, basically Rip Torn says, dude, like, uh, first he says, what am I? I'm stressed, right? Uh, or I drank too much, uh. And he says, don't worry about it, buddy. And, you know, Rip Torn really uh, is, is a great comedic actor, uh, especially in these kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, not exactly, I guess kind of like a bossy rich guy cha that's changed. And this is kind of says, you don't know, like, uh, you don't know we were, were going after the wrong stuff and working too hard. And he says, you got to remember the finer things in life. Uh, and like, quit messing around and, and don't do, you know, get, get your act together. Uh, and I think they're in his office. And again, for a kid, like from Syracuse, New York, this also played in this idea of New York city is the center. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that's where it took place. It could have been Chicago. It's either in New York or Chicago. Uh, Cause it was in an urban center. 
but so, like, uh, uh, is this like you know this glamorous life with this beautiful office and a bar and all this stuff, uh, or his beautiful apartment? I don't know which one was which. Uh, but basically, Rip Torn shows up to say, "Hey, like, uh, you got to change your ways, or you're going to be sorry." And I think that, I guess that's like Jacob Marley was much more, uh, less funny, I guess, even in, uh, in the remakes, uh, Jacob Marley was more like, or maybe not, maybe in the real story, Jacob Marley's hilarious. I don't remember. He almost said C. Everett Coop, uh, for the one star from the patent, uh, but I'll think of their name. Oh, I almost had it again. Uh. George George R. Martin, no, but I think George C. Shaw, no. It's definitely George something. I know it's not George Plimpton. George C. Riley. That's what I said the first time. That's the closest. George Scott, George C. Scott. I think that's the name of the my brother's favorite Scrooge. So there you go. Trivia question. And you want to put, like, you, you want to see someone in good mutton chops, uh, you know, go look up at George C. Scott and Mutton Chops. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, Bill Murray looks normal. He's just playing uh, like, but it's okay. So he's talking to Rip Torn. Rip Torn says, get your act together, man. Like, uh, take it or leave it. I'm going to go off to the Hawaii in the sky or the the back nine. And Bill Murray does not take it seriously. And we kind of see some, probably some more scenes. I'm just assuming this of excess and, uh, at some point, like in here, either post rip torn or pre rip torn, he has a. I don't know if he has a girlfriend or someone he's dating, but I think he does, or someone that loved him once. I think someone that loved him once yeah, that maybe comes. Is it is Amy Brennerman in this movie? I don't know. That would be a joy to remember. I want to say Andy McDowell, but she would have been in already in. Uh, uh, she was in Groundhog's Day. Oh, I'll think of who it is. It's, uh, it's, uh, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. She was in Indiana Jones. Uh, that's who the, that's who the love interest is. But at this point, I don't think they know each other or they've fallen out of touch. Or maybe she comes and says, Hey, could you loan some money? I work at this, uh, this like a homeless shelter. I'm like, uh, into doing stuff for other people. I want to say she works at a very community-based uh, direct service organization uh, from some of the what I'm remembering, but I'm not positive about that. But anyway, he says, hit the road. Then his brother comes. Uh, his brother may be played by Bill Pullman. Or uh, there's another actor that like uh, reminds me a lot of Karen. Um, it'll, it'll come to me. Don't worry, uh, Karen. <laughs> I know you're not worried, but... Uh, uh, that's the lead actress. And then either Bill Pullman or uh, another actor that remind. when you say, well, that that person reminds me of Bill Pullman when it's in Scoots' mixed up brain. But maybe it's either his bro- brother or his nephew. He says, hey, uh, like he plays uh, whoever, like I guess his nephew or his brother, like in the Christmas Carol, he says, hey, I'd love to have you with the family uh, this year you know, with our holiday cheer. And he says, no, 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 no. I got, I got those Scrooge live, man. Like, 
uh, there's no one taking any holiday time off, uh, and I'm not taking any time. And he goes, plus, I don't need any. Fa-. He goes, are you still, uh, and I think his brother says, hey, listen, I'm going to get married. Uh, I got great news or, you know, some kind of great news. He says, I don't care, man. Uh, relationships are overrated and I only care about success. So, like, I guess that's kind of like, uh. But, you know, it's Bill Murray, so he is able to retain the audience because uh, he just has, like, an affable likability, even when he's playing a curmudgeon. Okay, so, uh, let's see, where was I? So, uh, also, he probably, uh, at some point, he uh, does decides, just like in all these movies, not to give out Christmas bonuses. And he gives everyone some d- discount that he said, hey, just buy everybody like uh, something um, like some other cheap, cheap gift. Uh, that's like ridiculous. Uh, but so, OK, so he, he's met with Jacob Marley. I'm trying to think there's other stuff. Uh, OK, oh, Bob, OK, Bobcat Goldthwait is in it. So I think, oh, oh boy. Is Bob, so this is where I get mixed up. Like, uh, it's Bobcat Goldthwait. So you have Bobcat Goldthwait, his brother, and uh, his secretary, who's played, uh, like uh, uh, Alfie Woodard, I think, uh, plays her, his secretary, or his, like, assistant. But so, uh, let's see. So I think Bobcat Goldthwait quits uh, and then, like, he swears that he's going to, like, uh, maybe shut down the production of Scrooge. Uh, like, uh, but he gets fired and he, he's, like, really devastated. But he was, like, the voice of reason. I guess, like, uh, whose name am I trying to? Oh, Bob Cratchit. So he is a little bit of a Cratchit, too. So you have a Tri Cratchit in this situation. So you have Bobcat's character, who's like an accountant, maybe, uh, but says, hey, this is, this is like uh, the Christmas, this goes against the Christmas spirit, and also you didn't give us a bonus, and I was counting on the bonus, uh, so that really left me high and dry. Uh, then you have uh, uh, Grace, is that his secretary's assistant's name, uh, or is that... Uh, Karen, Karen Allen's name is like, uh, but anyway, so his assistant, she kind of, she kind of, uh, still tries to deal with it. And Frank is his name, Frank. It's all coming together now. Somebody's called, somebody's name's Frank. I think he's Frank. Uh, yeah. So he's Frank. Uh, so his secretary, she kind of like, uh, like does her best to deal with it and manage him and make the most of a bad situation. And she's kind of giving him extra chances, uh, but she also needs her job. Uh, and, uh, but she cares about him, but she's also like, uh, she kind of stands up to him uh, and gets sick of him. And then we have, I guess Scrooge didn't have a love interest, did he? Then we have his brother, who I guess is kind of like his brother's nephew, who says, geez, we love you. We just want you to, uh, whatever, come back to the good old days or something. And then Karen Allen, who plays, uh, no, no, Grace. I don't know. I think he's Frank. Uh, so we're making some headway here. Uh, so, okay. So those are the people. Then at some point he meets the Casper of Christmas past. 
who is played by uh, David Johansson, Buster Poindexter. Those are, is that the same person or is that two different people? Hello, is this thing on? I don't know. But so that's like that. Who's a cab driver? I think what happens is he gets something uh, happens. Maybe this is when he cancels the bonuses, or he's like maybe says uh, everyone's working on Christmas or whatever. Uh, but then he goes to leave work and he gets in a cab, but it's like, maybe he's asleep and he thinks he wakes up for work, whatever. He gets in a cab and it's, uh, David Johansson's driving the, the cab, New York Dolls, uh, and they start driving around and then they start to drive into the past, uh, and that's pretty standard, uh, for, for a screwed remake, uh. Or a Christmas Carol remake, like you go back and you kind of see the hard times uh, when Frank was innocent and he was a good kid, and but you know then he said, "Well, just like uh, patriarchy, join it, or but can't can't beat it, join it, or something." I don't know what the slogan was back then, but uh, probably like a little bit of like uh, blue, blue collar uh, embarrassment. So he kind of has to bootstrap it. Uh, you know, typical American tale. It then gets to a turning point where he kind of turns away from his brother and then meets uh, Karen Allen and then uh, turns away. She says, well, geez, we could we just, uh, you know, we could be beatniks or whatever. This is the 80s, I guess. So it wasn't like it was between eras because they weren't deadheads and they couldn't, uh, like, be wooks or whatever. So... Like, she's like, yeah, we could just be, uh, you know, thoughtful, caring people that don't worry about money. And he goes, well, I got this emptiness in me from being a kid, like, uh, that I think power and, uh, accomplishments going to fill up. So, uh, forget it. Uh, and she says one last chance probably. And he says, no, 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 not one last chance. And then, uh. Yeah, then he probably sees some more stuff. Uh, let's see the past. Probably sees how close he was with his brother. Maybe does he see other characters? Maybe does he see that uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's character was like, uh, like once I, I think he lives with a bunch of dogs, or he gets into the dog. He gets in the dog pound. Uh, but so he sees all that. He says, oh, can't we stay? You know, he gets to a nice place. He says, can't we stay just a little longer? I think that's like a, and then they say, no, 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 we got to move on. Uh, then let's see, is it, uh, do they all come, they all come in one night. So he must be like, uh, and it's Christmas Eve. It's the time of the show. Okay. So maybe he left uh, in the cab. I think he still gets some time left. So maybe he's like sleeping in his office, but like they got to be getting ready for the show. And meanwhile, stuff starts going wrong with that. Uh, like, I don't know, like uh, Tiny Tim is played by uh, Olympian. Mary Lou Renner? Mary Lou Retton. Mary Lou Retton, I think. Uh, and they say, well, she can't go on. And then, like, uh, whoever, uh, Houseman, John Houseman, that's, uh, gets a cold. And then whoever else, the big star, you know, then the, like, uh, sets are falling apart, but, you know. So then he probably has to take another nap now. Was it the past, present or the past, future that comes next? I mean, I guess it's the present. And that's like a highlight for me because it's Carol Kane. And she's very funny. She plays like this kind of over-the-top uh, 
uh, friend, very present. Like, uh, I think she's on like a high wire, like floating. And she's trying to like, uh, wake her Frank up. Uh, uh, so there's a lot of that. And she kind of like, uh, talks in kind of her Carol Caney, uh, a little bit of a baby talk, uh, aggressive baby talk voice. And she's, she kind of tries to show Frank the hard and cold of it. So I think you probably see Bobcat Goldthwait with all the dogs. Uh, maybe he lives at a dog pound. Uh, then we see Grace, his assistant, like, uh, with her family struggling, uh, her son plays a big part. So I think her son is she, maybe she is Bob Cratchit because her son kind of is dealing with an issue and, uh, it kind of becomes the heart like, uh, Bill Murray's character's heart, I guess, uh. Yeah, so we see her and her son, maybe like they get some, probably to go in for a checkup. Uh, and the doctor says, well, uh, like, uh, yeah, like uh, this, you know, this kid needs like that Christmas bonus you were going to get. And she goes, all I got was uh, like uh, this Filofax or something. And then she gets called back into work. She probably says, you know, oh, geez, I got to go back into work. And everybody's like, can't believe it. Uh, then we see his brother with uh, his friends uh, and his wife or his girlfriend or his fiance, and they're all having a laugh at his brother, you know, at Frank. They say, geez, uh, he goes, geez, I thought, like, I invited my brother for Christmas Eve. And they say, thank goodness he didn't come. That guy's the worst. Uh, he goes, oh, you don't really know my brother. And then his brother's wife's like, well, I do, and he is the worst. Uh, and then, uh, we see uh, probably Karen Allen's character. I think his assistant's Grace. But so then we see Karen Allen at work and uh, the direct service and the impacts of not having a good enough direct service, I think. And it causes a little bit of gratitude. But then maybe he goes a little cold again and says, well, I don't care about any of this stuff. And he's like, my brother made fun of me. These people need to be bootstrappers. This guy lives at Dog Pound. Forget it. Okay, then what happens? That's a good question. So I think what happens after that is, uh, like, the things even get, like, maybe he gets fired. Like, I think he starts, uh, does he do something and he gets really mad? And then he gets fired uh, by, like, uh, Ted Turner. Maybe there's like in a consultant there, like, uh, or is that in another movie? Like a smarmy guy, like, uh, who says, Frank, you're, you're, you've aged out. Uh, like, uh, you're not hip anymore. I am. So he gets fired. Is then he like, uh, then I think the, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait and all the dogs come or something. And at some point, like, uh, he realizes, uh, maybe not, it's too early, but, uh, at some point he reconnects with Bobcat Goldthwait's character. Or maybe not yet, because then he goes and he meets our friend from the future, the Casper of Christmas future. And that one's, an, you know, it always shows, uh, like him at the end alone, nobody cares. Uh, you know, he's going to the big farm, but nobody cares. Uh. Probably shows like the impact the Christmas bonuses could have had for Grace and her family, 
and for uh, Elliot's uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, he's like uh, they could have paid for the half. Uh, like uh, the Enterprise shows Karen's Allen's character getting married to somebody else, and uh, or maybe like the the uh, shelter she works at getting shut down. Uh, and taken over by like more uh, cable news networks. I don't know. And it's probably some worse stuff uh, where he says, geez, like, uh, this is the life I lived. Uh, but, you know, B- Bill Murray's always got a lot of, like funny lines. Uh, I'm trying to think what other characters he's played like this. Uh, like, I guess a good Groundhog Day. Like, what other movies? I guess that's pretty much, it's uh, like a very similar character. Uh, if not uh, pretty close, like uh, cynical, uh, I guess ch- things change faster, but whatever. At this point, after he sees the future, that's maybe when he teams up with Bobcat Goldthwait and they say, okay, uh, to get all the dogs. Uh, I don't know why I keep picturing them like with a, a, a ton of like, like 30 dogs. Uh, and what they do is uh, they try to make everything right. Uh, so they go back on the air. Maybe they, like, uh, I think they come up with, like, a big scheme. What happened to everybody else that worked there? I don't know. That's a good question. But so at some point, they come up with some sort of big scheme. Maybe they do, some, like, the, the like John Houseman or Ted Turner. But they do, like, a double distraction so that uh, maybe, like, uh, Bobcats run around with all the dogs. And they run through the movie, and they like that throws the set off. And what happens in the real one is just he wakes up and he says, "God bless us, everyone." Or he goes and hears Tiny Tim say that, and he says, "You're right, Tiny Tim." So I think at another point he calls uh, uh, Grace, and she he says, "Bring her your son down." I'm going to announce on the air that I'm like foregoing all the royalties and I'm giving all the money uh, to the shelter uh, that Karen Allen works at and, you know, to help your son and to house all Elliot's dogs. And I think he says, like, and then he goes through his journey, like, uh, so everybody knows how to learn. They see, he says, you know what? I started this, uh, like, I'm a, you know, I canceled all the Christmas bonuses. Uh, and I've like, uh, wasn't nice to Elliot. I fired Elliot, uh, my loyal assistant here, overwork her and underpay her. And you get like cool reactions. Uh, like, uh, that's one of the other cool things is like, so you see like, uh, uh Grace's mother, maybe your son's there, maybe your son's at home, but they say, yeah, yeah, mom, we're so proud of you. And that guy is, uh. And then you see, like, everybody in the world's tuned into this. So then Frank's brother and his wife are watching it, and they're like, what is your brother talking? Has he lost his mind? And at some point, you know, Elliot and the dogs are there. And then Karen Allen shows up on the set, and he says, get out over here. Like, this is when it get, like uh, gets good. When This is when Bill Murray's at his best. Uh, and he probably does some jazz dancing with her and says, listen, uh, I've been a fool. And I really should only be a fool for you. Uh, and, you know, here's a check for, for the charity you work for. And I hope you can, uh, can, I can come down there and work with you tonight instead of uh, doing all the rich stuff I was going to do. 
And he says, you know, life, life lived of uh, trying to attain things. Uh, he goes, I think I was just covering up for this like a little tiny hole inside. And I was able to see it. And maybe he even tells like what really happened. Everybody's cracking up and they think that he's improving. Uh, you know, and maybe even like they show Karen Allen and uh, not Karen Allen. I'm sorry. Uh, Carol Kane. Karen Allen is there with him. And Buster Poindexter, like, watching Dave, uh, Dave Johansson. And they're watching him and laughing at him and saying, oh, dude, oh, dear. And then he lifts up uh, uh, Grace's son on his shoulders, just like he would Tiny Tim. And he, like, does really goofy stuff. Like, he points at the camera, like, for the live stream and says, you know, a doobity do uh, something like that. He starts singing, the world will be a better place, I think, maybe. Uh, or something, like, and then everybody's singing, and it's really inspirational. Give it a helping hand. Uh, oh, put a little love in your heart. That's a, that's the song, world will be a better place. Uh, and he's singing it, and then the camera pulls out, I think. Uh, I think that's the whole movie. Yeah, so it sounds like pretty light fare, actually, and uh, maybe like overly dependent on 80s uh, or 90s uh, famous people to make some of this stuff work. And I don't know, it's funny that now they have that live telecast, like NBC does the live musical twice in a row, I think, uh, and not that long after the holiday season. So, I mean, that's still a tradition that's going on. But I don't know. I always remember this movie just because, well, I love Bill Murray. Is that, please tell me Bill Murray's in this. I forgot Bobcat Goldthwait was in it. And again, I like, uh, like anything that gave me an insight into like imagining how the TV business was, even if it was fake. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it like was like, uh, like a fun take. I don't know, like when the one. If there was, I guess, because all the other retakes of A Christmas Carol I'd seen have been, were cartoons probably at that point. And uh, so I really enjoyed it. Uh, Scrooged with Bill Murray. Uh, Check it out this holiday season. Good night.